Chapter Three of Vassar Studies. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Vassar Studies by Julia Augusta Schwartz. Chapter Three The Genius. And this one is the genius. Different from the other photographs, isn't it? Most of my college friends were the sweetest things. What? You think her beautiful? with that high forehead and starved sort of eyes and thin face like lepage's joan of arc joan of arc bastian lepage let me think oh yes now i remember that big picture in the metropolitan gallery a girl with light blue eyes and her hands stretched out and with her clothes not well made i don't know the genius was dark and well slimmer she wore her hair altogether different to be sure she resembled Joan in the countrified way she dressed. You see, she did not have much money. She seemed not to care for that, however. In fact, she did not care for anything except her bothersome old ideals and, oh yes, and writing. Why would you believe it? She'd rather write any day than eat. Perfectly ridiculous. But then she never did have a particle of common sense. You wish that I would tell you about her? I love to talk about the genius people are always so interested i fancy that they wonder how i ever managed to get along with her for a whole year she was my roommate at college we had two of the dearest rooms opening into each other with four windows in the larger that was mine absolutely darling embroidered pillows all over the couch and easy chairs and a tea-table i'm awfully sociable and photographs stuck up everywhere sometimes i suspected that the genius was envious because i have so many friends and a border of posters at the top of the wall and signs which the boys procured for me in town when they came up for the founders day reception and banners blue crimson orange and black and oh and so forth and a fishnet draped over the door i am simply devoted to anything aesthetic the genius took the little room a nightmare positively nothing in it so that she could go in and shut the door when I had company in the other. She was a regular hermit, and so peculiar that I found it a terrible nervous strain to live with her. Actually, my health almost broke down after the mid-year examinations. For a while I feared that I might be obliged to give up and go home. But I contrived to struggle on until June. I often think that I might have been strong enough to complete the course, if it had not been for the genius for instance during the first week of the semester before the genius came i had the loveliest time college life was not the least bit trying some of the other freshmen who were horribly homesick used to come into my room and eat apples and preserve ginger while i played home sweet home on my zither they would sit around nibbling and looking sadder and sadder until the tears rushed to their eyes and they cried with their faces against my rose and gray couch cover it was melancholy for me but it did them ever so much good you know how it is you get to feeling so sorry for yourself when you hear your own sobs that it distracts your mind after the arrival of the genius the girls did not visit me more than two or three or maybe four times a day each one because they saw that she did not like to be disturbed during study hours i am sure that they were not half so noisy as college boys of course it was hard on me because i absolutely need social intercourse to keep up my spirits i grew very much depressed especially in the morning just before going to the first hour recitation in mathematics 
and consequently found the work more wearing on my nerves honestly in the spring my appetite began to fail and i felt so languid that i wanted to be outdoors all day moreover i was not able to return in the fall the genius did not go back either as she had hoped but i don't know i think that it was mostly her own fault a sort of retribution or discipline or something like that you know dear me i have not told you about our first meeting she did not arrive until the second saturday just before dinner she was always late to everything particularly breakfast and when she appeared at my door escorted by a senior i was curling my hair i intended to let myself down gradually to a madonna-like coiffure such as the other intellectual girls wore by the way don't you think that the venus of milo does her hair pretty well front view i am going to try how it suits me some day where was i oh yes when that senior introduced the genius i could not shake hands could i while the tongs were all twisted around a lock she flushed up a dark red not a becoming blush at all and then walking over to a window pushed up the sash and sat on the ledge cool wasn't it or else she was embarrassed i think it is selfish to be shy bashfulness springs from self-consciousness isn't it fascinating to dig down to the roots of ideas shallow intellects can never wrest the highest meaning from life well as soon as i saw the genius i perceived instantly that she could never be congenial to me and besides she was so tall and thin that she made me have the effect of being too well-rounded of course i know that the ideal of friendship is two souls with but a single thought but i think that there ought to be an additional stipulation concerning heights while she sat there on the ledge i was so afraid that she would receive the impression that i did not like her that i began to talk as fast as i could about everything the table fare and the work she would have to make up and the rule of sending stupid freshmen home if they failed in too many examinations and what do you suppose here is gratitude for you when we became better acquainted she said that at first she thought that i was a frivolous little thing without a heart the idea of me being frivolous why all my friends here at home consider me a regular dig she was not very keen about some things for my part i never confided to her what were my views of her character i believe in using tact that was one of the great points of dissimilarity between us her utter lack of reticence before a week had passed she had given me an account of her entire history everybody belonging to her was dead and she had been teaching school for years in a forsaken new england village without even a railway she had always wanted to go to a college or somewhere so as to cultivate a faculty she had for writing poetry and so on but she could not save enough money from her salary a woman living near she looked starved in her picture just like the genius did not have any one else to take care of and she believed that the genius possessed wonderful talent and so offered to send her to college she did not have much money herself but the genius intended to pay her back some time i consider that the genius was unappreciative she did not write to that woman oftener than once a week and i generally wrote home three times counting postal cards and notes when they sent me boxes and things the genius answered my expostulations by saying that her friend preferred that she should concentrate her energies on her work it may be that she sincerely judged herself economical in the expenditure of energy isn't it comical how people can hold mistaken ideas concerning themselves 
she used to waste whole evenings squander hours in listening to the organist practicing in the darkened chapel or in leaning from a window to gaze at the stars or curled up in a corner of the library and reading books which were not prescribed in any course and then sometimes just when i was ready to go to sleep she would come upstairs and sit down to study in my room because our drop light was fastened to my burner it would not have been polite for me to complain so i would merely say the air was bad and throw up all four windows after a few minutes she would shiver and look vaguely around and pretty soon she would sneeze and then go into her own room do you wonder that i found it a nervous strain to live with her as another illustration there was that fuss which she made when her first essay was returned marked in red ink rewrite she put me in a fidget by lying on her bed face downward all the afternoon i am so sensitive that such demonstrations wear me out through the drain on my sympathies about twilight getting up she said that she had decided to go home because it was only a waste of time and money for her to remain instantly i began to ponder which of my congenial friends i should invite to room with me of course i was sorry for her but sometimes we just have to bow our heads to fate well while she was starting to pack i happened to pick up the essay and discovered on the last page another note which she had not seen it said that although in mechanical execution the work was faulty in power of conception and treatment it was far above the average that girl acted half crazy danced around the room flung her arms about me and kept exclaiming that she was too happy to live wasn't it ridiculous for her to depend so entirely upon another person's opinion now as for me i knew when my essays were good although generally the critic did not like to commit herself so the genius stayed at college and after a while she began to get excellent on her essays and have her stories and poems printed in the college magazine i never could understand how she accomplished anything with her peculiar methods the truth is that she had no method after wandering around alone in the pines she used to steal away to the attic to write behind big ghostly tin pipes or in the spring to the orchard or the fields nearly every saturday that was our day for writing themes i was obliged to spend a long time in looking for her to tell her that luncheon was over now when i wrote i had a system i believe that if you take plenty of nourishment and recreation your intellect will work along by itself unconscious cerebration you know that is science and another point when i desired to think hard i always laid my head down on my desk in order to facilitate the flow of ideas to the brain haven't you ever noticed it in church when you rest your forehead on the pew in front i always worked a definite time and then stopped that is a system one thing i never permitted myself to do the genius was perfectly conscienceless regarding it and that was to skip a meal as a result my thoughts were clearer and more simple than those of the genius my handwriting was better too hers was almost illegible i dare say that she regarded it as an indication of originality once i offered to copy something for her because it seemed a pity to have that poem scrawled it was her competitive poem for founder's day and it was pretty good and i was anxious that she should win the prize she snatched the paper away as if my touch might spoil it the genius cared considerably for that poem and she was wild to have it chosen as the best from the whole college that friend in maine would then see that she had not been mistaken in believing in her it would be too well a sort of advertisement of ability 
the reason why i wanted her to win was first of course for her own sake and then so that i might be able to point her out to my guests as my celebrated roommate you know all the boys from the other colleges come there on founders day think of the glory of having your own poem read before that great audience at one time i intended to try for the prize myself but i happened to be too busy with extra work the second semester however i was so eager that the genius should win that i often did the dusting when it was her turn so that she might have more time to write and in spite of all that to behave the way she did it was criminal ingratitude of course i mean toward that woman in maine but then i suppose i should not have expected anything different she was peculiar all the way through in fact she was abnormal that year was awfully valuable in teaching me forbearance there was her habit of borrowing things without asking permission i know that she was generous with her own property but she did not have very much anyhow and well how would you like to go to your room some afternoon and find your watch and fur cape and alligator skin pocket-book with silver mountings and new muff of white fox all missing and then after you have notified the authorities and telephoned for a detective and suggested suspicions and when the girls are all gathered around you looking so scared while you describe strange noises and vanishing figures how would you enjoy having your roommate who had been in town all day come sauntering in wearing every one of the stolen articles i would not forgive the genius until she coaxed and coaxed she had grown pretty fond of me by that time and she could not bear to feel that i was displeased notwithstanding that she was rather disagreeably critical at times why would you believe it she maintained that character study was rude i would scorn to be impolite and yet i had the greatest fun studying character at concerts my friend and i used to sit in the gallery and test the attention of individuals in the audience downstairs by mesmerizing them judging from the frequency with which they glanced up at us i surmise that few of them truly loved music the genius always listened with her eyes shut it made her conspicuous but then she never paid any regard to the conventionalities i am very particular concerning such little observances because convention is crystallized politeness you know the genius displayed further oddities in her choice of associates all the queerest girls in college when as my roommate she might have been often with my set it was one of her companions who remarked that i appeared to be gifted with an appreciation of the humorous in music i never cared what such a girl said one of her friends was so absent-minded that she kept forgetting to bow to people the genius was forever going off with her to see the sunset another eccentric creature who usually stood around in corners at receptions frequently invited the genius to stand with her i think that it was a pose with both of them imitation of the spectator you know she furthermore indulged in a similarly conspicuous and crazy custom in the spring of tearing off over the fields to the woods every afternoon coming back long after dinner-time with her arms full of rubbish i often carried bread and milk up to our rooms for her and generally she would toss away the milk so as to put flowers in the glass just common wild flowers the most bothersome part however of her ridiculous conduct lay in her insane ideals and theories of how she ought to treat other people to see her attempting to carry her principles into practice almost threw me into nervous prostration to find out that she had been taking care of a student who afterward proves to have been coming down with the scarlet fever and i never had it myself to watch her rowing loads of ragamuffins over the lake when there were few enough boats for the girls 
to be scolded for demanding proper service from the table-maids when i am positive that i should not grow tired even if i had been ironing all day provided i had been brought up to that occupation and worst of all to learn that she had given away to the newsboys in town all that delicious maple sugar sent by the woman in maine why i'd have been willing to buy it from her and pay her enough so that she could get the dark brown kind for the poor children the quality was utterly wasted upon their indiscriminate palates i regard that proceeding as a slight to her friend but then the genius never appeared to pay much attention to her wishes anyway especially in that affair of the poem if only she had behaved with common sense about that competition i should have been too perfectly happy on that founder's day as it was i had a splendid time i had three guests the best-looking men i knew because the girls grow so critical during the weeks of college seclusion that they form exalted ideals of manly beauty wasn't it fun to walk down the chapel aisle with one man beside me and two following while the girls without guests leaned over from the gallery to watch us i wore the sweetest new gown pale yellow trimmed with fur around the neck cut low the kind that keeps looking as if it were going to slip off your shoulders i pinned on all the violets which the boys sent me the genius wanted me to leave two of the bunches in water but that would have been impolite to the givers and besides they would not have made such a show my men told me that they had never enjoyed a more delightful evening i had filled their programs with the names of the prettiest girls in my class because i was anxious that the college should make a good impression i did not ask the genius for a number you see she could not dance but i did intend to have them meet her some time maybe the next day somehow i could not bring it about conveniently perhaps she did not care very much she was feeling disappointed about the poem what about the poem well it was this way at first she wanted awfully to win the prize and she wrote a poem it was the one i offered to copy it was pretty good and everybody who heard it said that no other student could do so well the genius was always reading her writings to me or to some one else it seemed as if she craved sympathy too much i should not wonder if she had well you know starved for it since her family died she kept their pictures in her room on the table where she wrote they were rather country-looking people but i dare say she was fond of them where was i oh yes the genius had written the poem and we were all certain that it would be chosen for the exercises on founder's day i had even asked her to give me the original manuscript for my memory bill and what do you suppose the very evening before the competition was to close she came in after moping around all day and said that she had decided not to submit her poem i begged and implored and pleaded and teased but she would not budge an inch she was so stubborn that she absolutely refused to listen to my arguments she kept saying that what was right was right i don't know it seems to me that sometimes it depends on the circumstances after the prize had been awarded i gave her no rest until she told me why she had withdrawn she discovered that the competitor who was considered to have the next best chance a scrawny little sophomore with a comical fashion of wearing her hair in four ringlets falling from a twist wanted to win so as to please her mother as she had never had anything printed or received any encouragement like that she was building great hopes on this chance and so the genius thought it incumbent upon herself to remove the obstacle of her own poem wasn't she simple she did not appear to give the slightest weight to the claims of that woman in maine or to my wishes 
perhaps she sincerely thought that she was acting from principle but i am certain that it was mere feeling it was because this other girl was doing it to please her mother did the other girl win oh no the prize went to some senior whom nobody had suspected of being a poet the genius did not say much on the evening when the result was announced in chapel she went into her room and locked the door it was rather rude don't you think so i would not have disturbed her if she had wanted to look at her photographs all night why dear me must you go so soon you have scarcely been here at all and you have not told me a word of news where is the genius now oh i am under the impression that she is teaching somewhere in the wilds of new england i have lost track of her since hearing that she could not return to college on account of the death of her friend i doubt if she ever accomplishes anything in literature her methods are so peculiar you know and she has such queer ideas very likely she objects to the element of competition in the struggle for existence and in a starving business like that of course she would have no chance for survival well i don't know perhaps it is all for the best oh yes no doubt she was a genius but then she never did have a particle of common sense End of chapter three